Did you poop your pants? Is that the smell? <laughs> I <laughs> smell like rotten eggs. I poop my pants like rotten eggs. <laughs> So Halloween approaches. Uh, this is the time of year that we celebrate all things spooky, scary, and thrilling. Like mm. my credit card debt. Boom. <laughs> oh. No, I don't have any. Hey. <laughs> Privilege. Um, so today we're going to continue our discussion on things we love about horror films and dive down into our favorite movie monsters and creatures. Mm. So this week's uh, Film House is sponsored by ExpressVPN. I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on the show. And uh, today I've got my best buds, James and Elise, with me. Did you see how he had to go? It was originally two other people that were going to be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he had to change it. So it was weird. He could, it's a document. He could have yeah. struck through the other names. Uh, um, but yeah, so um, let's let's talk a little bit about movie monsters. This we've you know we talked about vampires a few weeks ago, yeah. which, which I, are monsters. They are monsters. I yeah. dubbed the most iconic movie monster mm-hmm. to a little bit of disagreement. Um, Iconic, not the best. So, uh, mm. well, part of the discussion on vampires and Dracula was that there we can't we couldn't really think of a fan, a great interpretation in the last eighty yeah. years or whatever of the character, like oh, of the Dracula vampire of the Dracula character. vampire character. So. True. Um, yeah, but so we talked about vampires. Mm-hmm. We uh, we went and saw the Predator and we saw Venom, mm-hmm. both movie monsters that despite the quality of their film, are actually good monsters yeah. and mm-hmm. good, great creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit more about monsters, the ones we love, mm-hmm. um, and maybe why. Okay. Miss um, Elise, I know you love horror movies. I do. Uh, you got any monsters you really like? I Yeah, I had a few. Um, I can start with my favorite Yeah, what's your fave? Is Freddy Krueger. Mm. Who... Yeah, he's a man. He's he's uh-huh. <laughs> he, and he was a man. Was uh-huh. uh, and that I think is one of my favorite things about Fre- Freddy Krueger is how his backstory ties into his character design mm-hmm. and uh, the his his monstrosities tie into his backstory and what happened to him, which I think is really interesting. He wasn't he's not just this nebulous monster. That, that came out of nowhere. What there, is it that happened to Freddy? So I, I honestly don't remember. Oh, really? Starting starting from like <laughs> the if you want to start from what we learned Nightmare before, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street one, um, it's that uh, Freddy Krueger was perceived like child molester. That's right. and he kind of got out of the judicial system. It, it failed failed the the kids. <laughs> you oh know? no! And so the parents of Elm Street of I think Springwood is the community. They said we're gonna take you know vigilante <laughs> justice. Oh god, it's so good. We're gonna take vigilante justice into our own hands, and we're gonna go. I think Freddy Krueger's was like the groundskeeper at the yeah. school. They said we're gonna burn him, you know, lock him up in his his uh, tool shed or whatever. Where I think like, did they? So it's a little. Tragic. Did they intend? Uh, well, I I know it's changed a couple of times, but wasn't it like they were gonna go? And confront him, and because like yeah, the, the just judicial system. But then didn't like was it that they explicitly like we're gonna kill you and murder you? Or I think was they it were that? gonna murder him. I think that was the intention because they like burned him alive. They, that's why he's so yeah. scarred is because of the what? gasoline from the and the, the fire. From was the he burns. a molester? I yeah, mean, I don't think Freddie's ever been uh, cleared of that charge. <laughs> I think it's pretty, it's always sort of, sort of been implied that, yes, he actually did commit these crimes. Okay. Yeah. I guess after so, all the murders, well, it doesn't matter that yeah, much. Yeah, and so the parents 
said, you know, I think the the reason he he got off on like a technicality, like there wasn't a warrant or mm-hmm. or something, so he didn't get um, that prosecuted. Sucks. There is, but, the, well, this is the re- we're watching now the reboot, right? Yeah, which I again we've talked about it before. The Friday the Thirteenth reboot was like almost good because it almost like flipped the script on uh-huh. the on the yeah. idea of the killer and stuff. This is the same Platinum Dunes reboot of Friday the or of Nightmare on Elm Street and it was so close to being good too because it So I never saw question. it. It's like it's, Is he innocent? Is that what it asked? It makes you think he is. Oh, and so you're like, okay. oh shit, an innocent man like the, we just saw he's getting run down by the parents and he's begging, he's saying please, please no, it's not what you think, it's not what you think. Yeah. And he's begging for forgiveness. So a lot of times you think but then at the end of the movie they're like, no, but he did do it. Okay. I he see, did I, murder I, and I, rape children. This one didn't really appeal to me so I never saw it. I should go oh. back and watch it. Um, but then there's there's kind of like more to Freddy Krueger because in in the third one, Dream Warriors, which is excellent. I love one and three. Um, I think are the best Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But uh, in Dream Warriors, there's this like nun character that keeps appearing, and you're like, what's going on with her? And then you kind of learn that Freddy Krueger he has like pretty demented origins. Mm-hmm. So his mother was a nurse at this psychiatric psychiatric hospital. Forget her name, but she got locked in over a Christmas like holiday when the inmates got locked in with her. Like she got trapped in a room with all the inmates. They and just leave them there over Christmas? Well, they basically like like raped her and like Ooh. assaulted her for like a whole like Christmas weekend. Yeah. And mm, so dark. that's why Freddy Krueger is known as the bastard son of a hundred maniacs because no one knows who his father is. Oh. And this is like his horrible origin. But like to me that's just such a crazy, <laughs> twisted, dark yeah, you know origin for this this horrible villain but I, I love that like well if he was you know the groundskeeper at the school him having knives like makes sense yeah. for his hands I, I love um, the name the bastard son of yeah. a thousand maniacs that's that's well, pretty solid. I think it's just a hundred I think it's just a hundred oh. oh, but okay. yeah <laughs> but uh they hadn't uh, or psychiatric overcrowding hadn't really yeah, hadn't happened off. yet they hadn't the shut them all down hadn't yet. failed everyone yet but like to me He's one of the most iconic. You can recognize Freddy Krueger everywhere, and I think that's like part of the character design. The claw, yeah, and the sweater. There, there are some great moments in Nightmare on Elm Street movies where you see, you know, Freddy's silhouette Mm -hmm. backlit, uh, you know, a shadow, and you know it's him. Mm -hmm. Like the character design is so iconic. There's no disputing who that is from, like the hat, the fedora. Mm -hmm. He's he's fedora wearing, and he targets (laughs) young women. There you go. go. Say no more. He's one of the best. Well, I think there's something else to how scary Freddy is because there's, I mean, you talked about the character itself, but in terms of the movie, the idea of not being able to sleep, that you're most vulnerable when you're sleeping is like a terrifying thought. Absolutely. So part of the reason Nightmare on Elm Street is so good is because it's this great villain. They didn't rely entirely on the premise. Day five. (laughs) Burn. No, but like there's like more to it. It's like the fear of that. And then also when this when this stuff starts happening, like and people around are just utterly completely confused by what's going on. And the dude from Enter the Dragon is there. Like (laughs) Well yeah, I, I think it does it taps into that thing that it's something everyone can relate to, and that's that they sleep and are super vulnerable when they do. Well, but the and the idea of that is hey, the only thing you have to do to avoid being killed by Freddy Krueger is just not sleep is terrifying. Yeah, something you you have to do. You know? So like it's just on its own, it's just a great concept for a horror movie. 
It is. And Johnny Depp's there. Johnny Depp's into a like first role. <laughs> first movie, right? Yeah. Um, excuse my naivete. Mm-hmm. Do they ever explain how he gets his dream powers? I like, I don't remember. Honestly, like one and three are the ones that I've seen the most because I like I'm only, I think I've only seen like the second one and the new Nightmare. Cool. I don't remember if they've ever been like this is why he can haunt their dreams. Okay. I think it's just um, he died in such a horrifically violent manner. Yeah, because in the in the third one, um, the kind of like solution, oh, the t- the yeah. tongue coming out of a phone. He's is, so like, much so fun horrifying. too, and like, that's the great thing about his <laughs> yeah. his character design. I'll I'll <laughs> mention this later, but like, uh, in the third one, they're like, oh, Freddy's bones were just kind of like dumped, and the the parents just dumped his bones in this like weird shallow grave. So he needs to be taken to like hallow ground or whatever, and then he'll stop haunting the kids. It's kind of mm-hmm. like supposed to be the fix for Hetty, for for, for Freddy. Hetty Krueger is the Scottish, uh, <laughs> but I think also like just pointing to his actual monster character design. You can in later movies, you know, there's big giant fre- uh, like snake Freddy. There are all these like comical versions of Freddy too, like Nurse Freddy, mm-hmm. and you always know it's him because you can put him in any other costume and then still have like the hat or the claws or the scars, mm-hmm. and you you know it's him. Yeah, like he's so iconic in his visuals, he, but I I love him. He also has personality. Yeah, he's he's got yeah, yeah. spunk. Wait, so over the, like over the top, not yeah. silent killer. Coming off of the Michael <clears throat> Myerses and the Jasons yeah. of the world, just which was just this brute in the a mask. stalker, I guess yeah. you would yeah. say, like. He would mock you and play with you before he finished you. And I, trick you. And yeah. yeah. I always liked the thematic elements of children paying for the sins of their parents, too. Yes. Like, that's, that's a big part of little. it. Because that's in the in Dream Warriors, the third one, the the children he's targeting are, like, the final remaining, uh, like, children of those parents that burned mm-hmm. him alive. Yeah. Oh. So it's, like, to the nth degree. But it's just, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> this Freddy vs. Jason was good. It was so much fun. Yeah, a I great think, theater I think experience. I've seen it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just fun to think about because, like, a lot of these movies, like the Star Wars and stuff, like it's impossible to watch them without uh, knowing that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's yeah. father and stuff. But like, I imagine it must have been a lot of fun to watch a Nightmare on Elm Street, not knowing about it, going, "What is this thing?" We're being because like at the first half of the movie is these kids going, why is this happening to us? What are these murders that are happening and everything? And then it's and then the parents are like, mm-hmm. what you're describing up. sounds a little bit like this, and it's like a reveal. And I think that's a very cool element. Like things, it's a, a layer that most horror movies don't really. Yeah. So new Freddy was Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. Yes. He's pretty amazing. He he's was a cool. really good Freddy. Yeah. Cooper. Again, he's movies great very well made. It just kind of shits the bed towards the end. Oh. Yeah. The dream sequence is really good too. Good old but, yeah. I went to like Halloween Horror Nights, and there's this part, or there was, where like they drop you off off the tram to these kind of maze areas, and they're like, "All right, well, fend for yourself," and they have a bunch of people like. <laughs> Dressed as various Freddy Kruegers, yeah. like chasing you around, mm-hmm. and it's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that good. around that place, there's also a couple dozen people chasing you with chainsaws <coughs> without mm-hmm. the chain on them. Yeah, yeah. even though you know the chain's not on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Even though the masks are like pretty the cheesy, like how like Party City grade, it's yeah. still creepy. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I have more we can get into later. Yeah, yeah, we can come back to Freddy. Um, 
maybe. Well, you I have know, a I know list. You have some, of yeah, you have a, yeah, we, we have others we can talk about. If we, but if you guys want to get to your um, well, real quick. So my favorite horror movie is The Thing. This is a great uh, movie. John Carpenter's version of it. Uh, actually, I haven't seen the remake. I don't know if you guys. I haven't seen it, seen it either. I should watch that. I've only seen the original. But um, I love the thing, the titular character, um, <laughs> because it changes a lot. I guess I don't know. It's um, just that weird, yeah. weird, uh, balding ginger-headed guy mm-hmm. on the end of a weird, like fleshy stem. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When his head pops <laughs> yeah. off and turns yeah. into a spider, yeah. I think that's one of the cool things. It's not just like the same creature every single time but throughout the movie it changes you know mm-hmm. there's four or five different looks to it and that, they're fucking horrifying yeah and I think that's what's kind of like the scariest part of it is the unknown yeah. of like who it's inhabiting and how well, nebulous yeah, that is yeah and I think that kind of oh, a thing trailer going um, I like when the guy's like alright now to resuscitate him and <laughs> he just his little <laughs> belly opens up to a mouth eats yeah. his hands off have you ever seen the anime uh, Parasite Mm-mm. it reminds me a lot of that that has some great, definitely thing-inspired visuals as to yeah. as to what can happen to the human body when invaded by some sort oh. of alien. Because that's what's scary about it, right? Yeah, it's it takes over your body, right? It's, it's the merging of human recognizable and foreign oddity. Yeah, when it's a giant, like, bulbous, tumorous mass, but it's still got eyes and mm-hmm. a face somewhere in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the other really neat things, other than just, like, a monster following you around is that it does take over, you know, your friends, mm-hmm. people you mm-hmm. trust. It takes over their bodies. So instead of just like being running from one, you know, scary shadow for the whole movie, about halfway through, maybe not even halfway through, they're, um, you know, they're afraid of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. E- even your best friend or someone you trusted with your life is now possibly the thing. The mm-hmm. paranoia and, yeah, that the, it establishes. Yeah, it's, is it's, like, it's so cool. It's an extra level of scary, yeah. I think, other than just someone chasing you around. Um, I think the isolated location helps in that too. When they're oh, in this ab- like Antarctic research facility, yeah. It's, I think I think the name's great too because it's it's so nebulous. It's just the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think it's got a great name. Ha- have they ever elaborated on the backstory of the thing? Um, because John know, Carpenter said it comes from because that's, so that's what ruins everything. Is like telling predators where it's really from. cool until they go. There's a whole planet full of predators, you know. Oh yeah. And there's teenage predators that go to Predator High, <laughs> Predator <Yeah>. Prom. <laughs> well, I didn't see the prequel, which was also, I guess, half of a remake that they did a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming they elaborated a little bit more in that, and probably why the movie wasn't well thought of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Monster from Space. Mm-hmm. It, it's I guess it starts the same way. Um, both Venom and the Predator started. Adam's not here to defend himself, but he said no movie should start with a, a spaceship flying into Earth's orbit, but that's exactly how with the thing starts. a thing clinging to the side of it. <laughs> that's what I always think side. of. I think of, like, the <laughs> just hanging on. I, I think you can't start a movie now because it's been movies like trope it's, done. It's, it's, it's troped. Yeah. It's troped. So, like, you maybe that's why it works. When this kid, John Car- Carpenter, is allowed in to like do 82, it. I think. In, in the in the dawn of yeah, his career. Yeah, he went, he went spaceship flying. No one's yeah. done that. Yeah. 1982. It, yeah. It used to always be like a guy in a cowboy coming over the hillside or something yeah. or a large panorama. I mean, there still is like stupid and cheesy shit in the movie. And maybe since it's from 1982, I excuse its faults mm-hmm. a lot more than The Predator or Venom or something yeah. like that. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of great scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that blood test scene when he's jabbing the needle in the blood to see which one's the thing. I don't know. Just something about that building tension, uh, you know, murdering your friends and not being able to trust anybody, mm-hmm. I think maybe appeals to me more than just like 
some teenagers running away from a, a creepy guy and with a mask. Mm-hmm. There's something to me about being trapped in Arctic weather that is so much more terrifying <laughs> than being like, oh, I'm trapped in like this, you know, in the jungle, the depths mm. of the jungle. Like there's just something, I don't know. You hate being cold, I think. I think I hate being cold. There's, it's just also like a really bleak feeling, yeah. I guess, too. Have um, you ever seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Long, long time ago. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Um, it's funny because it's like a similar premise, but it's creepy, but way less scary to me than The Thing. The Thing is like the idea filtered down into its most pure, it's just a small group of people together in an isolated location where in like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, they're like all over the place and they're like, yeah. we can hide and amongst them and do that. and. I mean, the last shot is scary, well, but... And they're also still, like, giving the illusion of... Well, I guess it's... Yeah, no, never mind, never mind. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's it's similar to The Predators. Loud. It does too much to kind of show... To explain more where they're you, coming from. What you really Maybe need. I did mm. see this one. Is that got Joel Edgerton? Yeah, yeah I think and I Mary did, Elizabeth Winstead. I think I did watch this, and it was that memorable. <laughs> oh, boy. The guy had a uke. Um, yeah. I don't know, Red Movie, uh, the, the guy, I think it's Rob Boaten, um, hasn't done a whole lot recently, but I think essentially slept and lived on the set when he was making all the monsters for the thing, mm-hmm. um, exhausting himself. Kind of a yeah. funky guy. I w- actually put in the DVD to rewatch this movie last night and remembered special features exist. So yep. there's a nice like hour of, hour long making of that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I wish, like, Shit doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things with life where it's like you barely have time to watch the movie, let alone go and then watch the special yeah. features. I wish I had time to do more of that. Well, mm-hmm. they might go away. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it, actually, like, it's really funny that you that you brought up, like, the movie monster thing because this weekend I was trying to watch A Nightmare Run on, on Elm Street documentary, like, three-hour documentary on YouTube. Why? But I couldn't find it with subtitles, and I was I was awake during Is it the night. In German or something? No, I just I was asleep. Oh, I, sorry, okay. sorry, I wasn't I wasn't asleep. I was awake, but it was during the night, and I didn't want to get out of bed, and I didn't want to wake you up. So I was like, I'll just watch it on my phone and turn the subtitle and like have oh, no audio. Okay. But there weren't. That's my boring story. No. But uh, it was just a funny like coincidental thing. <laughs> um, one last thing. So about I've never th- seen it. One last sorry. thing about the thing. It's all right. Um, it, back in the days when things had to be practical because computer effects were not there yet, they're kind of trash. Um, but I love practical monsters and everything from, you know, Star Wars to whatever is coming out. I think there's something, you know, it can be cheesy having a guy in a rubber suit, mm-hmm. but uh, there are no dudes in suits in this, really. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about pouring jelly on top of a, a dog's skull with blood on it that makes it more believable to me. Mm-hmm. Even though it's you can tell it's a puppet, it's not poorly rendered graphics. You know? I will say, if you've watched the behind the scenes for The Last Jedi... When they were doing screen tests for those crystal foxes, oh, yeah, 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 in the on the salt planet, those were red, yeah. Uh, though obviously those are all CG, but the original screen tests had them like gluing like oh, no. things to oh. little dogs, and it <laughs> looked like garbage. <laughs> so there we are at the point now where sometimes computers can look better than practical. Yeah, it's, it's weird how like sometimes even with like a lot of money, practical can look garbage, and then. Not to plug our own, you know, sister brand, but like Sugar Pine Sevens, The Woods, mm-hmm. how they have their like practical. I was like really, really impressed and oh, surprised yeah. by how good they made that yeah. like come across. And a lot of that was, you know, camera work too and angles and mm-hmm. what you did and didn't see, but mm-hmm. that was really good. No, oh, I miss yeah. practical, I guess. Um, 
So uh, let me talk about our sponsor real quick, uh, ExpressVPN. James, you know what a VPN is? I do. Can you tell us? It's like a virtual protection network. Virtual private network. That's it. You got it. Why do you need a VPN? Privacy. Without a VPN, your internet browsing data can be tracked by your ISP, cellular provider, ad companies, and hackers. Anonymity. When you use a VPN, your public IP address is masked so that even the websites you visit won't be able to identify you. Security. VPNs encrypt your internet data, preventing others from sniffing your information over the network. Unblock content. Access to content that is only available in some countries. So years ago, I lived in a country that severely censored the internet. I tried to set up a VPN, but it was far too complicated for me. I would have killed to have had the ease of ExpressVPN there so I could keep up with my stories. It is beyond simple to set up. Why is ExpressVPN the best? They've got the fastest speeds, consistently faster than other VPN providers. ExpressVPN has server locations in 94 countries, giving you plenty of options to choose from. They've got apps for every device, Windows, iOS, Android, Mac, Linux, router, and more. It's easy to use. You can connect with just one click. It's internet without restrictions. Securely stream or download content from anywhere, anytime. They've got the best in-class encryption. ExpressVPN is the market-leading VPN, rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. ExpressVPN is less than $7 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Take back your internet privacy today and find out how you can get three months free by clicking the link in the description box, expressvpn.com filmhouse. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash filmhouse for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash filmhouse to learn more. Take back your privacy today. Thank you, ExpressVPN, for sponsoring this episode of Filmhouse. We appreciate it. Um, James. Yes. Uh... Monsters. What's your? I'm. Where are you on Adam Monsters? I'm going back to the basics, baby. I love myself a Wolfman. Wolfman. Oh, wolf yeah. I love oh, myself a Wolfman. Benicio del Toro. I was actually going to reference it. That movie is great. Well, is maybe it not really? great. It's not bad. It's, I mean, I it's the Wolfman. The Wolfman. One word. Not to be confused with the Wolfman, starring <laughs> Lon Chaney. Is Emily Blunt in? This? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie and, is actually Hopkins. like. Yeah. So the big thing about this movie is it has fucking style for days. I love style. It's sweet. And it has a point where there's a guy in one of those medical auditoriums. Um, But this is a pretty, this is like, honestly, the good version of Ang Lee's The Hulk, where it's like sins of the father kind of. Yeah. Got got some stories there. But yeah, I mean, obviously this, this movie came and went and I'm not, I'm talking about the whole genre and the whole character, but all of the Wolfman. I, I wanted to specifically shout out this one because I thought it was kind of cool. Like, yeah, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, like Benicio del Toro is this weird guy, and the Wolfman transformation is fucking great. It's kind of on that that between uh, CG and practical border, yeah. but I, there are some moments where he is like Hugo. in like practical makeup, and it looks pretty good. When he moves around like a wolf, it's not so great. But Uh-oh. I just think it's I think but that that's I always I've always been partial to the combination of man and wolf. And like <laughs> even in our it our D and D, like oh. I always thought the idea of a wolf man, I used to have an a Ghostbusters action figure as a werewolf action figure and it was a man oh. who was a wolf, but he had like 
His shirt was all t- tattered, and he's clearly a businessman. And my favorite Darkstalkers character was always John Talbane, uh, the karate wolfman. I like, remember when you put my jean shorts on Benson and said that he was like a werewolf yeah. who had transformed. I always thought that, that was, was such funny. an awesome, the idea of being able to do that and control it was so cool. Um, but uh, but I, I also think that every single Wolfman movie, it's synonymous now with the transformation. Yeah. Right? You're like, watch half the movie just so you can see the transformation. Same with Russell Crowe and Dr. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde in Mummy. Yeah, like when his <laughs> eyes got a little red. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess you do probably judge a Wolfman movie entirely on the effects of the transformation and the costume. Yeah. I guess, whatever they I do. I mean, it's like almost like a cinematic event now. Like, what's the... So, obviously, an American Werewolf in London is a cheeky take on the Wolfman story, but still was like, this transformation has to be legit. Yeah. And it became a cinema, cinematic thing. Actually, that the Wolfman movie, which never gets any credit, won an Academy Award. What about really? for, for, for effects makeups? and makeup? Um, I, I, I like the, I think one of the things I love the most about the, the kind of classic horror monster movies is the period. Mm-hmm. Like when they do that kind of Victorian London mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. something about taking away technology makes the horror movies more legit to yeah. me. Well, and when it's always like science done in the, in the name of um, progress, mm-hmm. but then it backfires, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Penny Dreadful. Oh, <laughs> well, so good. I think another reason I like the Wolfman story is because it's always like, it's not like someone's being stalked. It's, it's them, right? It's their own regression into you, animal. Yeah, you can't like evade yourself is a big part of it. You can't run away from yourself. Ooh, John Landis. Uh, where's Adam? Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I guess the terror of also like what you do when you don't have control over yourself. When yeah, your basic yeah. instincts come about and yeah. you eat a baby or whatever. But it's like, it's like, well, is he doing it because the wolf is in control or is this something he always, like, is this an extension of the person that was always there yeah. before? And, or it just helps him play basketball better. Or it helps him play basketball. <laughs> Team Wolf is a great example. But like, it is. Or box. I, I do like how they use the transformation and the like fleeing as an escape, and then ultimately, I mean, the, most werewolf stories end with the person going like, "But now I must die." Like the only answer is death, sacrifice. To, to me, uh, what I like most about it is it, it plays into the whole like you can't escape yourself thing. But whenever it, there's a werewolf that's portrayed and they're in their human state and the full moon is coming and they're they're terrified they're itching of the, the, way, yeah. the, ra- of the ramifications of this full moon because yeah. they can't you can't escape it yeah um that i always think is like a really great character piece mm-hmm. if it's if it's the kind of story where it's like listen i found a way to live with this <laughs> yeah but as long well, as everything goes right but it's still like the full moon is coming i mean harry potter he just kind of like locks himself away looping, yeah, yeah right yeah and I, I also think it's cool because werewolves appear in a bunch of stuff, like their folklore. Mm-hmm. They're like Freddy Krueger isn't pre- going to pop up, and he's a very specific monster. Yeah, he's a modern day monster. Thing. A modern day monster, whereas <laughs> werewolf is, is like this hundreds of years old thing about where this Lycan has come thropes. from. Yeah. Let's not forget about uh, Wolf starring Jack Nicholson and <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, my you, you God. Know, you which you is, told me you were going to talk about that movie, and I don't know that I knew it existed. Really? Yeah. It was the, Just it Wolf, was sex, right? It was made werewolf sexy. I, I hate to cut away from the Teen Wolf trailer. Um, I, I would also like to especially shout out the trash interpretations of werewolves where people are just completely 
garbage. They're not trying. Movie. I mean, Wait, so I, was this good at all? I mean, I love Jack Nicholson. I don't know. I mean, you've never heard of it, so it, it's your classic <laughs> I mean, sexy '90s thriller. Remember that one? That was like a really popular genre. Sexy thriller. Yeah. Sexy '90s thriller. Oh. Sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> yeah, sleeping with the enemy and Sliver and like all these movies and stuff. But it, Jack Nicholson as a werewolf. I'm a werewolf. A deer. Like, Whoa! <laughs> Jackie's a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty stupid. But I always, I also hate when, like, because obviously the Dooku is coming about. I don't like when werewolves are relegated to being servants of other monsters. Who's the werewolf in Dooku? I don't know that they, did they not they get that far. They never, didn't they cast Javier Bard? No. Oh. Who was Javier Bardem? He was in that be? picture. Maybe he was. Who's the wolf? They're probably. We should look it. He was hunchback. But hunchback. this steps a little bit too much on like Witches of Eastwick for me. Okay, that's fair. Like, because isn't Michelle Pfeiffer in that? And then he's kind of doing that same whole like, yeah, thing when he you know when he becomes like the devil and that. Again, it's like sexy magic, but like Twilight <laughs> is garbage. The idea I, I, I oh, hate God. I hate when it's oh he's a man who then turns into a wolf. No, you need the transitional phase. You need a man who becomes a man wolf. That's what you yeah. want. Yeah, I guess some some Wolfman trailers, the the transformed creature is just a wolf, which is garbage. A large wolf? No, yeah, yeah. you got to have the half. Twilight the sucks. Half Twilight sucks ass. And then also, I I think it, as much as Underworld is a sweet movie from its time period, uh, the werewolves in this, I was so let down as a lifelong werewolves fan. When they were like vampires versus werewolves, and I'm like, sweet. Yeah, the werewolf idea. design in this is pretty trash. They um, all look like leathery gorilla monsters. Javier Bardem <laughs> was was Frankenstein's monster. Oh, so they didn't right? have a werewolf. They did not have a not cast yet. cast a werewolf. Who was Johnny Depp? I think he was, he was Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah. How do you skip the werewolf, Dooku? Maybe that was going to be a a later surprise so like has monster movie interest declined like we've seen the failure of the Dooku maybe so like do people not I mean I, I mean there's I, Venom honestly Venom's, Venom's here if somebody made a monster universe I think it'd be really cool not orchestrated the way the Dooku was but yeah. I mean I think part of it is it's not like when you see Thanos or Black Panther or whatever. It's like the first time you've seen these things. I think that's part of the success of them. They're good stories, but I think it's yeah. like, this is the first time I've seen Ant-Man on a screen or I cared about this character. Or this is the first time I really feel like Captain America has been done justice. But I mean, they've been making horror movies for a hundred years. Almost. So yeah. you can generally look back and find pretty good interpretation of what that character should be on a screen already, you know? That's a really good question. I'm trying to think of a new creature or a new monster that they've had recently. I actually really hate most new monsters. The monster design in most, like the monster design in Stranger Things I think is garbage. The monster design from eight millimeter, the JJ Abrams movie is garbage. I'm trying to even remember that monster. There's, it's weird. It's like we've transitioned away into monster design, which is indiscernible CG yeah. from afar. There's enough fog to there, cover up any details, even there, though we can render that. There are a few like good ones. One was on my list, but one I just kind of was thinking about now is, what was the Anne Hathaway movie with Jason Sudeikis? The Anne Hathaway movie with Jason Sudeikis? It wasn't called like Monsters, was it? Oh, oh yeah, about the giant. Yeah. 
the Moses. kaiju's yeah. gigantic big oh giant yeah where drums. she like, like i thought the design in that was yeah was it called no Did it wasn't i don't think it was that but something uh, to that so it's like anne hathaway monster well, you, you mentioned a monster the like the best monster design in recent yeah modern I, cinema on, on my list colossal. like colossal, colossal i thought those were pretty like okay looking um, yeah but those are like so hearkening back to they're they're japan yeah. they're godzilla they're Godzi- kaiju that's a great monster but it is one that's been around yeah. for almost a hundred years um, but like the the one I I wanted to mention, which is a, a new monster, oh, yeah. is a uh, which was from an amazing movie, Attack the Block. Mm-hmm. But the monster design in this movie is incredible. It's it's not even as much in like the actual design of the alien creatures, but in the fact that they don't resemble what you're typically told aliens look like. Yeah, yeah. And also the color of them, it's like the blackest black depths. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I don't know if we'll see them in this I, trailer. I, I don't know if they revealed it in the trailer, but there but was something that when you see it, it is all it, black, it, but you, yeah, it's you just can like, still read it. And it's yeah, teeth. It's like a black hole, but yeah. teeth and that, and that green light, it kind of emits from its mouth. Like I just, it was just the coolest like new monster. Yep. And I don't, there I'm sure is. there's other stuff we're not thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's other stuff like we're not, we're not thinking of, but um, this is one that like just stuck. Such yeah. a great movie, by the it's way. So this, good. Yeah, this movie's awesome. Surprising. Again, kind of like the thing. It's this whole city is being affected, but they're just like, let's focus on this yeah. very small, small group, small group, and what this group does. But to like, help everything. Shots where like they're running in slow mo- mode, and those monsters are chasing them. Mm-hmm. Like, also, Doctor Who's in this. Oh, that, like that. We just saw like yeah, a little yeah. bit of it's it. In the slime, pitch like black, neon. Yeah. You only see the, t- yeah. Great design. Also, you don't know, you're like, you're like, is that practical or is that yeah. not practical? Or is it's a like, it's a nice mix of the two, yeah. I'm sure. Both, yeah. But it's good design. But yeah, um, oh, and it God. also fits the urban vibe of the movie. I just got goosebumps thinking of like the end mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I feel like most monsters are really bad. The Cloverfield thing I don't know well those Godzilla the giant monsters have got to be kind of hard to do yeah T- to render correctly and show you but also terrify you I guess yeah. they're just made so non-organically that you're like is that an arm or like I thought in the most recent Godzilla Godzilla looked good but what he fought looked like trash like there are like these like cephalopod things oh, yeah. or whatever right they're like know. weird I don't know I like I like me a good just Werewolf monster man. I can understand. <laughs> what's the front? What's the back? What's the top? What's the bottom? <laughs> Show me that bottom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Elise, I know you're a huge uh, GDT fan. Gino I am. Del Toro. He, he's a monster man himself. And is actually, we were talking about modern ones, and that's the one I guess he popped into my head because you mentioned the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth earlier. Yeah. Because he does a, he does a good job on his monsters. Most oh yeah, of the time. yeah. And he's got a big passion because like you went to his at home with monsters exhibit. Oh too. my god, that, that was maybe the coolest art exhibit I've ever seen Guillermo in America. De, yeah, Guillermo del Toro just has this like personal collection of like it's artifacts from his films, but also from like the different works he loves that are all particularly related or tangentially related to horror. Um, but man, it was so cool, it was frightening but but awesome. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, costumes and. You know, frames from old horror films. The thing is, in like most of his movies, it's the human that's usually the monster, like well, especially I, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, that's that's an interesting theme that he has hammered in several films. Is that the monsters are, you know, maybe misunderstood or, or you know, they're not the villain. It's some horrible man, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Like, what was 
Shape of Water. That's a great yeah. creature. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the man was the monster, right? Yeah, even in like the, the pan is cool. El Orfanato, like the boy, the like scary little boy. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's not really the monster, mm-hmm. you know. But the the pale man is uh, super creepy, though. Yeah, I don't is that, think is that Doug Jones? Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Oh. But I, I uh, also like. I guess you could technically think, like, depending on how you interpret this film, uh, this fawn. I mean, you could think Definitely of it as like creature monster. Whether and whether I used to feel like whether you know his intent or not. Because it, it was kind of malicious, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like is the fawn try, like really trying to trick her? I guess or yeah. So it's such a great movie. Yeah. What's he making now? Uh, shit. Whatever he wants. More Hellboy. Oh, but what was he making? Know. Or no. Is he making uh, Pacific Rim 3? No. <laughs> that second movie, well, not that the first one was good, but I watched Pacific Rim 2 recently. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he's working on. I feel like I, I follow him on Twitter, so I feel like I see every <laughs> once in a while. At Elise Willems. Here's what I'm working on now. <laughs> what has he got there? Oh. Uh, Nightmare Alley Pinocchio? Oh. Uh. uh Troll Hunters. There's good. Oh, man, what? I don't know. There's writing. I don't know what Nightmare Alley is. Oh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, yeah. oh, oh that's, that's it. it. That's right. it. Because at that Monsters exhibit, he has, like, all the original covers. Yeah, because he's a maniac. Man, so rad. Could you imagine? Those are one of those things where it's like, man, what a cool exhibit. And they're like, yeah, and it exactly recreates his living room. And I'm like, oh, kill me. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like if you submerse yourself in it enough, it just becomes commonplace for you. I don't want it to be, though. <laughs> I don't want it to be. I already live in enough bubbles. I don't need that no. to be an additional bubble of horrific fear that I exist in. Skulls smoking pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Any, any other monsters? I know at least you had a couple. I had one Did we more, touch them all? Which is... Well, if we if we have time, well, yeah, you mentioned we've got a few but minutes. was uh, Audrey two from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, Seymour. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a little bit more like camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really scary. But there's it, nothing wrong with camp. I'm pretty sure like Jim Henson Workshop created Audrey. And well, uh, I think the best thing about the design for Audrey is that like it's terrifying. Like the idea of a giant man eating plant that yeah. fills an entire basement. But then you're like, kind of cute though. Yeah, like, kind of cute. Still, a lot of personality. I love that. I'd feed that feed yeah. that plant. It's just fun and it's different. Like it, you, I feel like when you saw this movie, you hadn't seen anything like Audrey Two, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's also named Audrey Two, mm-hmm. it's pretty great. Good and old Rick Moranis, the yeah. voice. Yeah, and it lets us pretend like Rick Moranis still making stuff. But uh, <gasps> yeah, candy. and the different stages of growth of Audrey Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah. yeah, like I guess if we kind of like dig around, they're all kind. Especially like when you look at the Jim Henson Creature Shop, like the Skeksis from um, Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. and that like all kinds of like weird monsters mm-hmm. that I guess are different different monsters from what we've seen. Yeah. Oh God, Steve Martin is so good <laughs> as the dentist. <laughs> well, that ties right Talk into my monsters. other monster, man. Oh. oh, man is sometimes the most frightening monster because I always like zombies and I go, but any zombie movie, you get past the zombies pretty yeah. quick yeah. and then it focuses on the real villain, man himself, but that's kind of boring. So when Dan was like asking me my list, I was like, Time Magazine's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I also think ghosts are pretty scary too. I mean, I we don't need to devote a lot of time too. to it, but more so than demonic possession. Anytime it's you just separate the ghosts, two? yeah, absolutely. Anytime it's demonic possession, I'm like, no, no, I don't care about that because that's like, like it has an emotive or whatever. Ghosts, which are just like, this place is just spooked. This place is just bad spookiness, like yeah. The Shining or something, like or. Oh, she's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrifying monster. Young Love. So there, there was one other movie you talked about that I'd never heard of, uh, James, and that was Ginger Snaps? Oh, yeah, Ginger Snaps. Really? You don't know Ginger Snaps Ginger, or Ginger Snaps 2? Mm-hmm. Ginger Snaps is a werewolf movie, but oh. it's great because it's like kind of like how there's always some sort of other theme. There's, I think, three of them. One of them yeah. takes place back in time, though. But isn't the guy that made them like a creeper or Maybe. He might be. But they're these, are they Canadian? It looks Canadian. Maybe that's why they aren't as well known. Low budget horror movies about these two girls that are basically like going through their adolescence, but one of them is bit and like becomes a werewolf. That's a good metaphor. And so, yeah, I mean, it's basically, that's what the whole thing is. And so- Changing bodies. The the other friend (laughs) is being left behind by this girl who's going through this transformation. And then, but I mean, the movie, I remember I watched like these movies over the course of like a long weekend or something. I rented them with a friend. And, but I was like, oh, it's fun. Like it's a fun reinterpretation, a way to use werewolf stuff in it. But I don't know, I just thought it was, was that James Marsden? No. I'm trying to figure out. It's been a long time since I've seen this. I'm trying to figure out who that girl is. Which Not girl? The other one. Oh, I don't know. Could be anyone. Where's she from? Um, but yeah, Ginger Snaps. There's Ginger Snaps what, one. What, what ginger is Ginger Snaps. Snaps? Like, what is the. I think like, Ginger is the name recently. of the girl. Oh, no, it's from 2000. So I think it's like Ginger Snaps. Yeah. 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 But then it became like a weird franchise. Yeah. And so there's like Ginger Snaps 3, which takes place in like colonial times. <laughs> and it's about like f- witches and werewolves. And, but it still has the same actresses in it. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, um, just to wrap it up, I think movie monsters, monsters and creatures are maybe one of the neater things that films bring us. You mm-hmm. know, stor- stories allow you to picture it in your head, I guess, if you're reading a book. But something about movie monsters are special, and I think it's something only movies seem to be able to do, and that's, you know, create horrors to terrify us. Mm-hmm. There's something neat about, you know, little suits or whatever little production design things they have to do to make them come about. I don't know. There, yeah, it's yeah. just one of the neater things to films. Yeah. Hmm. Books can be scary, yeah. but I feel like they're always scary in different ways. True. Right. Like well, a lot of that's your imagination. Yeah, implanting there. Which I don't have. Yeah, you can't come up with no Babadook. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but um, yeah, movie monsters. Any last, any last thoughts? Bring back the Dooku. (laughs) Time for a fourth shot (laughs) at the Dooku. All right, let's end it on the Dooku. Uh, Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. I think we're gonna try and go see Halloween. So if you go see Halloween this weekend, come and tune in next week and see what we have to say about it. Cool. Right on. Bye, everybody. Bye.